0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. Summer School Electronics is a pedal company from Syracuse, New York, making incredible stuff. There are a few summer school devices knocking around the shred shed, and I can tell you from personal experience, they sound great, they hold up, and Mark is a super cool dude. The first pedal i saw from them was the science fair which is a parallel classic drive and distortion and now they've released a new parallel concept called the class reunion the class reunion takes a 90s muff style circuit and combines it with their trash panda which is like a soft clipping high gain amp in a box style circuit and it is a super super versatile combination with all kinds of clipping options parallel blending It's really, really rad, a really cool idea, and I think you should check it out. So go over to SummerschoolElectronics.com, that's SummerschoolElectronics.com, and check them out today. Hey, what's up, everybody? Sorry for getting this one out a little late. It's, uh, well, you'll hear. This one required a little more elbow grease than normal to, to make it listenable. And that's not because the conversation wasn't excellent, it's just the fact that, well, I'll give you the details. So initially, we were supposed to record a podcast together, we were supposed to record on Sunday the 29th. Just normal, remote recording style like I usually do. And then, I saw a post on Instagram that she put up saying that she was playing Portland the night before. So... It was Saturday morning when I saw that and I was like, well, we got to try to make this happen in real life. I just that would be that would be silly. So, we kind of scrambled around, did some mad dash stuff, got it organized, got it squared away, and then we had a little bit of a problem. On the way up to the venue, we noticed there were a lot of traffic lights that were out. And so I called the manager, the tour manager, and said, "Hey, I I just noticed there were a lot of traffic lights out you know, in the, within the five mile radius of the venue, I was curious if the power was still on at the venue. And he said, yeah, the power is off. So we don't even know if the show's going to happen. So we were all of a sudden thrown into this weird kind of limbo mode. And also because the power was out, we didn't have anywhere to really go. They were traveling in a van. Uh, The, the other bands were on their, their bus and their vans or whatever. I'm not sure what everybody was driving, but there was just nowhere for us to go. And no time to get back to the studio here because they may, you know, they they as you'll hear, they had to play just all of a sudden. So everything did end up working out, but it was kind of like, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to abandon this. And then we figured, let's just jump in the van and do it. I mean, there's generators running, there's all kinds of stuff, but it's not, it's not anything that you guys haven't experienced before. Oh, yeah, I should also add that my Zoom uh, mobile recorder was just kind of like, decided to give me problems that day and so we were we were stuck there with minimal minimal and I mean as in minimal I mean just phones audio equipment and nowhere to go and pouring down rain and 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 no electricity and (laughs) it was just it was just kind of a mess and and we also didn't really know what was going to happen the band wasn't sure if this was all just a waste of time. Um, not not the podcast, but the the show itself. Because you know you show up, you don't get to play. I'm a. I mean, I don't know how this works. I'm assuming people don't get paid when that happens. Um, because no show happens, no pe- nobody comes in and spends money. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure the logistics of all that. All I know is it can't be a good thing. And so it was it was a little bit sketchy there for a minute, but everything worked out in the end. Um, we got to do the podcast the show went on and everything was fine. So, that's kind of the the long story of this episode. Fortunately, it's an extra long episode because because of all that. So, not all not all is lost, and that's uh that's what's really important. Oh, yeah, big shout out to Nick over at Playback Engineering. He helped clean this up and get it to sound a little bit more better than I was able to. And so, big shout out to him for cleaning that up for us. That helped a lot. So, uh I'm gonna shut up now because I want to get to this episode. But I just wanted you to understand I left a bunch of stuff in that normally I might have taken out. So you hear the you know the crew coming and going uh, and just some of that stuff that and you know just some some rawness to it that normally I would have tried to get out and keep squeaky clean. But I felt like this this deserved a certain feel and I liked how it how it all sounded together with the background noise and everything. It kind of really. I feel like help paint a picture for what was really going on. So, without further ado, here is myself, Mr. Justin Porter, Yvette Young, and Portland rain pitter-pattering on a van while a generator runs in the background. Alright, enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and with me today, I have Vet Young. Hi. And Justin Porter. Yo. This is one of the strangest podcasting experiences I've had uh, in a while, if <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yeah. This is crazy. Um, so I'll give a little backstory before we just get into into talking gear and nonsense here. But uh, originally this was scheduled for Tomorrow. And I noticed that you posted on Instagram that you were here in town today. And I was like, how did that, how did that get by my radar? I'm not sure. Uh, and so, you know, I was already messaging with your manager and we, we, uh, made it happen to a venue with no power in the van, just sitting out here in the van talking about nonsense. Thanks, Lightning. Thank you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No sound check. I hope, uh. (laughs) I hope the show does go on. It's going to be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, this is so, going to be. Crazy. It should be fine. I yeah, mean, we've done. We've you, done got, stuff you got you like got
0: talented that. people. We've literally had shows where we were running late because we had a van issue, so we just drove and parked and loaded our stuff directly on stage and played.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh wow!
0: Yeah, it was it was kind of yeah. fun. I'm like, yeah, this is rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is what
2: it's all about. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I used to, load to do
0: that. Up and go. Yeah, I used to do stuff like that all the time. So.
1: This is a this is a sort of a road you've traveled before. Then I'm taking it.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's it's good. It's good to like be prepared for anything <laughs> yeah. and not be too reliant on having like an hour sound check and all that.
1: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you know, a quiet room.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. In the,
1: in the, yeah. We just make this is what it's all about. You know. It's
0: cool. Maybe we can make this like an ASMR like. Oh, we'll just get like, in real and really. <laughs>
1: real, like, <laughs> or, like, can hear. P- now.
0: Yeah, or like. I
1: mean, just, <laughs> we'll freak people out really a like, whole lot here. So, so, no, I I wanted to talk to you, you know, this is mostly a gear podcast, but um, I've found out lately that a lot of my listeners aren't necessarily into the same artists and groups as I am. A a couple of reviews lately, I found a bunch of artists that I never would have listened to and I thought we were a little more linked up uh, than (laughs) we are. So maybe instead of me assuming that everybody knows who I'm talking to and what I'm talking about, maybe you can give a little bit of your backstory and, uh, you know, why we're talking today and, uh, you know, what you're doing with the band and all that.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, my name is Yvette, and I play in a band called Covet, or kind of like instrumental, proggy, post-rocky. I don't really know what it's called it. It's like math rock, I guess, is what we get put in a lot, and mm-hmm. I think that's accurate because we deal with a lot of like compound meter, odd meter stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I play guitar in that band. It's guitars, drums, and bass, three-piece. Uh, and on the side, I also have like a singer songwriter writer acoustic project, and I also write piano music.
1: Yes, cool.
0: So my instruments are piano, violin and guitar. Yes, wow.
1: <laughs> right. And a lot of um, a lot of the guys in the Facebook group were asking, they were talking about um, you had a very classically trained background. Mm-hmm. but you're obviously not doing classically oriented things now. How did, have you found like ways to blend the two worlds that like make a lot of sense to you or is it kind of an abrupt cut off between the rock guys and the classic thing or what have you noticed things there?
0: I feel like one of the fun things about coming from a classical background is um, like I guess taking things that I like from that genre of music and trying to integrate it into Rock music. I remember I watched an interview with one of my favorite composers, Olaf Arnolds. He was saying that he grew up. We have a very like similar background. Like he grew up listening to a lot of Chopin and um, like just in the classical world. His parents, his grandparents, like you know exposed him to that. And I was I grew up listening to a lot of hymns because I grew up very Christian. Mm-hmm. And then also um, a lot of classical music. I played in two orchestras and I uh, took piano and violin lessons. Um, and one of the things he mentioned in his interview was that he wanted to make classical music seem cool, okay. Because he wanted to like blend elements of the rock world and kind of like open people's minds up to the classical world. Because a lot of people are like, classical music, <laughs> boring. Mm. Right. <laughs> That's what my
2: <laughs> um, grandparents listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, where's the drop? Or like, where's where's the breakdown? Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm like falling asleep and stuff, <laughs> but I mean, I used to even think of it that way when I was younger because I was kind of forced into the classical music scene, and uh, I, you know, I was I was a competitive piano player for a while, so like they like made me interpret Rachmaninoff and like right. would judge me on that, and I hated it because wow. I was just like, yo, you, like I don't think music should be a competition. I don't think you should assign like these arbitrary. Number is to an art form and like grade someone on their interpretation of it, um, and I think it's just weird to grade someone on their creativity too. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I just I remember coming from that background and feeling kind of jaded with it, and then when I picked up guitar, I um, I kind of fell back in love with music after hating it for so long. Um, I don't know if anyone has listened to any of my other podcasts, but I kind of spoke, touched briefly on um, how I actually got sick from being in the classical world, from like all the perfectionism and all of the like cutthroatness of that, of the competitive circuit. Oh, wow. It, it made me have a lot of anxiety and um, a lot of feelings of uh, just like nervousness for not doing something perfectly and I'm and being really, really careful about What I make and being kind of more self conscious about what I put out. Um, It it made me sick and I had an eating disorder for a while from it. And um, I kind of, playing guitar got me through that. Playing guitar kind of made me not only fall back in love with music, but I think it, I mean, not to be dramatic, but it literally saved my life because it made me, it was like a great outlet for me during that time. Um, And I know this is a huge tangent from your original question. No, 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 not at all. um, But, Basically, to relate it back to, to the question about classical music and how it uh, and my my background in that and how it affects me now, um, I no longer hate it. I no longer find it to be like tedious and boring. I actually really admire a lot of the qualities of, um, in particular, Romantic era music. It's very emotive and there's a lot of dynamics. I think mean, that's what I like about a lot of ambient and post rock music. Is it's also very emotive and um, very dynamic and. Uh, I guess my goal and what I do now is like I like the technical aspects of like some prog and some like more shreddy stuff, but I find it sometimes to be very homogenous dynamic wise. So I think now I'm thinking about songwriting in terms of dynamics and textures and contrast and I want to kind of bring that to more technical music. It's like sneaking in odd time signatures and shreddy stuff in a way where you don't even know it's happening it's like it's because it still flows it, mm-hmm. it still makes you feel something it's like expressive and melodic mm-hmm. I think that's like what I take from my background um yeah that, <laughs> Sorry. That, no that was awesome
2: that was awesome that, I've, <laughs> I've found also uh touching back to like anxiety and everything and how guitar got you through that I I found guitar very therapeutic
0: mm-hmm.
2: like going through depression and stuff like that it yeah. it really helps a lot
0: teaching yourself a skill. Like, I taught myself guitar when I was in the hospital, actually. Um, and it was so great, because, like, you know, a lot of eating disorder stuff, it's like a fixation on... Well, it's a lot of um, feeling inadequate and feeling like you're, you're not in control of your surroundings, so you need something to control, and a lot of people turn to their... Eating habits or their body, fixating on like things they don't like about themselves physically, mm-hmm. and I feel like guitar was great because it took my focus off of that and it made me feel really confident because I was giving myself a new skill yeah. and I felt really empowering mm-hmm. um, to teach yourself something completely new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I will say that I think my uh, I think learning guitar was expedited for me because I have that classical background. i was and, gonna say
1: possibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: I think uh, I think. It, the most important thing for me um was actually my ear, like cause I went through a lot of like theory training, like I have a theory background, but I don't ever use it or think about it. The main thing I took away from that was having a good ear for stuff and ear training um being able to like hear harmonies and hear what goes where, and being able to hear melody and replicate it immediately like that's the kind of stuff that really helped me with learning oh, wow. guitar because I remember I taught myself just by hearing music and like teaching myself it like, note by note, like, hearing the intervals and, like, how certain notes related to others, like, trying to find it on the fretboard. It was really fun. It was, like, solving a puzzle and then, like, memorizing the puzzle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, because it was almost like you already knew what the picture was supposed to be. Yeah. So, yeah. whereas somebody like me who starts from, uh, I think I want to learn Nirvana, dent dent, dent dan, it's a little bit different, you know? Like Yeah. I, so, you probably, like, because you have went head first into the rock scene, you probably have integrated with a lot of musicians that don't really have the same background as you, but end up being really incredible kind of nonetheless. Is it, is, a, is there a difference you find between like somebody with your technical knowledge and somebody who didn't start that way, you know, but both end up kind of at the same proficiency level? Is that, if that question makes any sense?
0: Yeah, oh absolutely. Um, One thing I definitely take for granted is my ear. Like I feel like a lot of people Maybe take a little longer to um I, I see it in I see it in the band context all the time, like um I guess like sometimes when i'm I'm writing music like I write for the band, like every song kind of starts with my voice first, mm-hmm. I kind of come with a skeleton and they put the meat and fat on the on the bones <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um. But yeah, I, I kind of see it with that because I already hear like a bunch of things and sometimes it takes other people who don't have a classical background a little longer to like be able to find the note that fits and to be able to hear the ideal harmony there or I don't know, to even be able to hear where a melody is supposed to go. Like how I write is like I sing a lot I sing, I sing the thing I want to write, and mm-hmm. then I just find it on the fretboard and I play it. So I come from a completely like it's actually like an untrained like I'm trained in some ways like my ear is super trained, but the way I approach the fretboard is completely untrained. Like I don't know shapes, I don't really think about chord structure, I don't think about um, scales at all. I'm just like literally like la 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 la, and then I like find oh, it. Oh wow! So
2: that's interesting. Yeah, that's it's fascinating.
0: it's really weird. Like <laughs> it's cool because it's like. Okay, the reason I do that, the reason I started doing that was because I feel like for everyone, the your voice is the most immediate instrument you have. Like, you don't have to translate it through a bunch of filters. Like, the, what, what, you, what you sing and you say with your voice is the most, um, it's like the most immediate thing that you have. And you don't have to, like, figure out how to get it. It's just, like, already right there in front of you. And sometimes I feel like... The best melodies are the ones that you can sing, and they're the most memorable because it flows. Okay, it's like yeah. natural. Like what y- you wouldn't like, you know, um, you know, you wouldn't sing, like I don't know, like, a, a like scale. A pe- Yeah, like <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to think of something no, right yeah, to sing. I mean, that's true. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, and that, the pentatonics true. are cool. Like sometimes it's yeah. like. What I'll do is I'll first start with what I sing, and then I'll make little adjustments here and there mm-hmm. to, like, make it more interesting. So I'll start with something really bare-bones, building a melody. Like, I'll start with something, like, super simple. It can even be an interval. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, maybe switching from, like, you know, a perfect fifth um, to, like, I don't know, like, a major third or something. <laughs> like, just, like, playing around with that. And then... Um, And then if i'll vary it up and i'll I'll like i'll start out with something and oh another thing about singing a melody is that oftentimes i don't know why i think this is probably also maybe my upbringing with playing stuff that's a little weird meter like prokofiev or something um but also listening to a lot of prog and math rock growing up in college is some of the things i sing i don't even think about like time signatures or anything i just like hum a melody and like I'm like ooh this grooves and then I play it and then I bring it to practice and then I think it's in four this whole time and then I play right. it with my drummer he's like this isn't in four I'm like oh yeah you're right like I guess I snuck like a bar of five in there oh, or oops. something like, <laughs> yeah. or like this is actually like yeah like it's in seven and then there's like you can like Phrase it in for, but it makes more sense to like, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's weird. So, a lot of times, like, naturally, the things I write with my voice end up being kind of like groovy, but the cool thing, of, sorry, um, mathy, mm-hmm. but the cool thing about that is, um, like, it's not trying to force that to happen. I feel like a lot of odd meter stuff sounds a bit disjointed because it's like, it's almost like writing with theory knowledge first and, like, trying to force, like, a, a time signature shift to happen. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel natural. But then, for me, again, like, I like music to flow. Like, a lot of classical music, um, particular romantic-era music, flows really well. Yeah. And I love that. Like, Ravel, he writes stuff that just sounds like water. And I love that. And it's not always in four. And I think when you write with your voice, um, you can write stuff that's kind of, like, odd meter without it intentionally having it be, like, really tricky to count. It just happens to be not in four. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever intentionally thought about a time signature when writing a song. Yeah. But I think they still somehow always come out in four. really yeah
0: i don't know but you know it's probably
1: because like it's a punk rock thing probably yeah it
0: has a lot to do with what you listen to Mm because like i tell a lot like i teach guitar systems on the road and a lot of people are like how do you even approach writing an odd meter and in order to start like i always suggest listening to a lot of stuff that's adjoined so i give them like examples of bands and then i always give them exercises like okay you need to just internalize like that shift like shifting from five to four or shifting from five to seven or shifting from three to five or Something. like you need to like just teach yourself how to feel that mm-hmm. and then once you have that down it's easier like you, you do it artificially like I usually give them a chord to to finger pick and then I have them pick like maybe pick one version of it in three and one version of it word version of it in like five and then I have them like alternate or like five or seven I'll just like choose like an arbitrary time signature and have them like internalize that and once they know how to feel that it's easier to vary up the melody and to do something else got it it's weird it's like you got to establish the rhythm first
1: so interesting beyond your like technical playing abilities people are also and what I guess listeners to this show would probably be most interested in is your tone is also out of control good everyone kind of at least in our circle of uh, nerds, is like, oh, her guitar sounds are great.
0: Aw, oh, thanks! Know, like, <laughs> that's a huge compliment. I mean,
1: it, they really are. Like it's That true. was one of the first things that struck me, was like, wow, she's a great player, and also, whoa, like, what are we, uh... Oh. <laughs> some peeping <laughs> on us. It's not like this is weird, this is totally normal. Yeah. Three sitting people in, talking in, in, a van. Van, in a van. That's normal. Yeah. Um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but everyone.
1: Yeah, they yeah, just, I mean, it it sounds great, but... You you uh you seem to be one of those people that straddles the line, and I don't know if this is a something that's visible to you, but there's definitely a a line sort of between people who care more about chops, and who care more about tone. It seems like overall yeah. sound of the notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You seem to have found a uh, a happy place with both people. So what is uh, what is your gear looking like these days?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, first I'd like to share that that's really cool to hear because I actually, um. For the longest time, I was self-conscious about tone because I come. I started playing acoustic guitar and I knew nothing about electric guitar, and I never like. There's just so many pedals out there. There's so many like conflicting opinions of what tone, what good tone is. Like some people are like, oh, humbuckers for days, and some things are like, oh, like P90. Like you know, mm-hmm. like, like yeah. Like <laughs> I, I like I remember just getting bombarded with different people telling me what I should buy at first. Of course. Like a different. Um, dudes being like oh I think for your sound you should get this and I like you know I just didn't know who to listen to mm-hmm. so I was like kind of lost for a while um, and I knew what I didn't like I think at first I started with um, some EMGs that were really compressed sounding I think they were, um really active pickups and so I just felt like they were just really compressed and I couldn't get any dynamics out mm-hmm. of them but I get like why someone else would want to use them for me it was just I like the kind of music I want to play is like very dependent on touch because I do I never use a pick yeah. um, that's an important detail I never use a pick mm-hmm. I only use finger style and like tapping and stuff so for me I need to rely a lot on like getting attack with like my the pads of my fingers and like being able to lay back and have it sound like more clean <laughs> and like if I dig in getting a little more like overdriven sound oh, so yes. um yeah so that that means a lot. Uh, I think yeah I, I got here by a lot of trial and error <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and a lot of just playing with knobs at home um, like... well that's the best way that's, <laughs> yeah no, that's the best honestly
2: way. that's like people are like oh no you need this or oh no you need that and really the best thing to do is just sit at home and Mm -hmm. work with what you have and find what you like
0: yeah there's some pedals where it's like yeah seriously the best thing you can do is just plug in and play it like a toy like crank it all the way up see what it does to your tone crank it all the way down do that with every single knob a and b certain things and like make marks for where you like it that's like how i deal with gear but there's some pedals where it's like oh you do need the manual because like (laughs) if you hold down this button and this button in locks a secret mode and then there's actually a hidden <laughs> like, it's a, it's the, uh, like the it's ghost out. of elvis presley will actually come out and, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay i remember some titles where i'm just like how did i get here i can't get it to do the original thing anymore yeah, i after. better save that
1: preset because yeah, i don't I, remember
0: how, I, how it yeah, works yeah, yeah. More and more I'm 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 like le- okay so more and more I divide my gear into gear that I use for live stuff mm-hmm. and that is not the secret Rubik's cu- cube mm-hmm. pedals where it's like and unlock stuff cuz I find that stuff gets really messed up in transit sometimes and, and things glitch out a lot live and I can't afford to deal with like a problem
1: yeah. with oh like, yeah. soundtrack time Oh is we it We got to go Is it Yep
0: Oh, okay all right, all right. Well.
1: Sorry, guys, power's back.
0: Okay. All right. Should we go this and after? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: we can, uh, we'll just stop it there.
0: Okay. Oof. Sorry.
1: It out. And in the interest of keeping this audio experience as close to the real deal as possible, I'm gonna put a clip in right now that's uh, just a short 20 second clip of the band sound checking and then. We will continue the rest of the podcast, but I thought this was a good opportunity for some of you who haven't had the chance to check her or her band out, and this will give you just a little taste of of what we mean when we're kind of using some of these weird descriptor terms we use to describe their playing. So, here you go. So we're back in the van.
0: Back in the van.
1: We we we're having a very (laughs) jarring evening around here. This has been this has been crazy. But they just played their set. They sounded great. They were killing it. Thank you. And (laughs) Jess and I were standing in the back like old men, trying to come to terms with the fact that we are now old men at rock shows (sighs) and having to stand in
2: the back. Yeah. Well, you know it. Sounds better. Comes with you know comes to everybody at some point. (laughs) Well. also, I so during the show, I decided that you guys are either aliens or robots.
0: Because
2: <laughs> uh, I don't think any human can do that kind of amazing stuff.
0: Oh, so, that's so yeah. sweet. <laughs> it was great.
2: <laughs> it was blowing my mind.
0: Hang on, I have to charge my battery. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's right. We're in the van. Let me get your yeah. cord. <laughs> Beep, boop. We'll start it <laughs> up.
1: No, no, that was incredible. And uh, you yeah. made a joke after we hopped out. Like, wouldn't it be... Funny if my tone wasn't very good based on that last question.
0: Yeah, it was right. funny. It'd be really funny if you like hyped me up and then it was just like terrible. It, like, well, terrible. That, <laughs> it wasn't terrible. I can terrible. honestly
2: say that did not happen. Aw,
0: thank
2: you. It sounded incredible. Yeah, it was great.
0: <laughs> thank you. I got got some gems on my board right now that are like my ride or die. Nice. Ooh.
1: Ooh well, that that's, was the line of questioning you yeah. were following. Uh-huh. Let's let's get back into that. So you were, you were talking about how you you were a little unsure about your tone because you Initially. didn't know about. All yeah. stuff. There's so much stuff to know. But yeah. where did you go from there?
0: So people told me a bunch of conflicting things. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you can read every anything on the internet. You can read opinions on the internet. You can, like, get opinions from other people. But at the end of the day, like, you know what sound you want. So I just tried a bunch of stuff. Um, sometimes, Like, you know, at first I tried, like, uh, active pickups. And I wasn't, like, a huge fan. And then I moved on to um, a, a set of single coils I think right now I'm using Seymour Duncan um, the 5-2 Strat set mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've been as Talman Prestige and that's like my I think I, I love that like that is like my my golden combination right now it's that into cool an AC-30 mm-hmm. like I really like AC-30s because at first I played through a deluxe reverb a long time ago and I found that like I didn't get quite enough headroom um, but then with the AC-30 I just something about the way it reacts with the pickups like it just breaks up in just the nicest way like if you play really delicately it's like really a nice crystal and clean tone but if you like dig in um, you can also I, I use the top boost feature mm-hmm. so I can like mess with like the tr- the treble and bass a bit but um yeah it's just it's it, it breaks up in a really really nice way especially playing like minor seconds or like sometimes bending things a little dissonant like it just sounds really cool mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I that's like my go. Like a lot of people ask me what my rig is on Instagram because uh, on my videos they like the tone there, mm-hmm. and I'm proud to say it's just direct into amp. Like I don't run usually nice. if I'm not if I'm not doing a pedal demo if it's just clean, I'm just Seymour Duncan five two Strat set into an AC ten, which is mm-hmm. a smidge of the built in reverb. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that that, that's like my favorite sound like I don't I don't play with a compressor at home I don't practice with a compressor I feel like it makes me coast a little too much Mm -hmm. um and it makes it like it smooths it out a little too much so that I (laughs) I want to be able to play it I've had shows where all my pedals die and I just go direct into amp
2: right and like
0: Mm -hmm. everything with everything I write I always want to make sure that if something like that happens I still can play songs like just direct into amp and it's not going to be a disaster that saved my life a few times um But yeah, so that's like, you know, my baseline rig. And then right now on my board, um, so I think I was getting into this earlier, so I divide my pedals into like two categories. Mm -hmm. The complicated ones with a lot of settings and a lot of secret modes and stuff, I like using the studio tools. I also have some pedals that are just great noise generators, like the Rainbow Machine. It can be a really great tool for texture in the studio. Um, I have uh, the Mantic Flex, which is another really interesting, noisy pedal. I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to try to play with that on the um, on the new record, which we're going to record soon. Got oh. uh, the Maris Auto Bit, which is a really fun. I, I have one setting on there that's like pretty melodic, but everything else is like cool glitch noise that I'm also planning to play with. Um, so there's you know studio tool pedals and then there's pedals that i just use on my board mm-hmm. um and i guess i'll go through do you want to hear about my live board oh yeah tonight? Yes. oh yeah okay. this is for the nerds all right so <laughs> i got i'll just divide it by kind of pedal okay so got a tuner i'm just kidding i <laughs> i got <laughs> um no I'm but seriously
2: kind of sure, so what, yeah
0: yeah, what kind of tuners, yeah. Oh, sh- i think this is a tune. all right I, oh, okay. yeah it's funny i had a Pitch. A lot
2: of people use that.
0: Yeah, I had a pitch black that everyone, like, gave me shit for, and then, like, the knob, like, sunk into the enclosure one show, so I had to buy a poly... T- it was cool. <sighs> um, I know my bass player swears by the Sonic Research... Is that no, called yeah, sonic, sonic Research? Sonic Research. Mm-hmm. The, the turbo... Strobe, the strobe yeah. tuner, is that oh, what it's yes. called? Mm-hmm. The strobe tuner. At first, this freaked me out. I was like, I don't get it, but then, I don't know. Like, I get it now. I think I still like using like a non-strobe style tuner <laughs> just because it's easier for me to see. It's like fast. I, I read it faster. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like when I'm tuning live, I just want, I need it quick. Um, and then I have, uh, let's see, tone sculpting things. I have an EQ pedal. I have an MXR 10 band EQ. Um, right. That one's useful because, so in my set, I'm currently working on it, but I have a, uh, the Strandberg that I play, the 7 string has a Sir, um 7-string so set, they're humbuckers, so okay. it's like a very, very different tone than the single coils that I run with my Talmans, and um, I use the EQ pedal to essentially kind of compensate for some of the, um, I lose a lot of brightness with the humbuckers, and I find that they're more bassy, so I kind of just like push cert- the um, certain brighter frequencies up, and then I like tone down the the lower frequencies. Um And yeah, it kind of just helps smooth out um, the the radical shift in tone when I like Mm -hmm. when I switch guitars, and so the sound person doesn't have to compensate as much. So there's that, and it's also useful for one of venues. Like it just some some venues just sound different. So Mm -hmm. um, if I need to like sometimes I clash with uh, David, my bass player, so sometimes I I like to use the EQ pedal to like kind of like boost some of my highs so I don't like lose myself in his mix. Um, and then I have a, I'll go on to, I guess, like, gain distortion kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. I have a longsword. John. Yeah, John is awesome. He's so good. He's so nice. I love that pedal. He gave it to me.
1: Um, Oh, we got company. Just a second, guys. So I'm telling you guys, we really hey. are in a van. We're not hey making this up. This is real stuff. True.
0: Hey guys, can yeah. David!
1: Sorry, sorry, we have to load. Oh. Uh. Oh, do we need to get out? Dude. Okay. It's okay, we can roll. Here, let's just shut it down. <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 oh, no. You don't oh, have no? to get okay. out. They're just talking. Sorry, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> it's Time to load stuff cool. up. I'm
1: telling you. People don't believe that we're really sitting in a van outside of concert venue but recording on phones (laughs) 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 the highest of technology (laughs) thanks for going down portable recorder okay i think we're good Mm
2: yeah all right um
0: we're all synced so we can
2: just split some of that out okay
0: cool um oh yeah so i have a long sword he gave me that on our last tour and i didn't get to try it until after tour and then i just i kind of i i don't i use it for more of like um not a clean boost, but I use it to push my cleans even more to break up. I don't really use it on like the full um gain setting, and I find that just that little bit is enough to like i don't know break up uh just to, like get get my tone to break up a bit yeah and then also I really like the the e q too like you can use it to like I, I find that some other um gain pedals are like overdrive pedals um I get kind of muddy. Yeah. So I really really like Or it sounds really thin all of a sudden Like I don't know how to explain it Sorry if I sound really ignorant
1: You I'm don't like, at all No okay. no you're using all the right words Okay yeah. <laughs> yeah Like
0: I'm new to this And I did this I literally learned all of this by trial and error And like just asking my friends And reading a little bit um, about stuff. So sorry mm. if I ever am unclear or nebulous in the way I describe. No, no, no,
1: no. Unclear and nebulous is the name of the tone description game. So you're I feel pretty like much, yeah.
0: everyone's really nebulous and unclear. Like, well, yeah. it's because you're trying to describe sound. Sound. It's yeah. like it's really trying to describe hard. color the, like, with no reference. You know, point. it's like fluffy. It's like you know, crispy, and then like fluffy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've always thought about it like
1: the like. Like if you're trying to describe like turquoise to somebody who doesn't know what blue and green are, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: that's why this describing sounds is so hard. You
1: mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like everybody's
2: like, like, oh, it sounds like you said, like fluffy and crispy. Or like, somebody else will be like, What do you mean? It sounds like uh yeah. harsh and it's like just bright. so subjective. So <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. ever worry. If yeah. what if yeah. it
1: sounds like in your head, that sounds like an accurate description yeah that's the accurate description yeah just go with that
0: okay yeah sometimes just I find that it sounds all of a sudden very thin and it lacks body Mm -hmm. so like I find the longsword I I really crank the the bass like all the way up and it just sounds like really fat and it has like more body to it but then I also like I'm able to like control how how clear it is as well, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. Like I, I feel like I really like that. Some overdrive pedals don't give you as much control mm-hmm. in that. Um, and then I have uh, this, from Ground Control Audio, I have the um, a moderate uh, su so Bright Preamp. It's a bright preamp, but I, I really like it on, there's like a bright setting and a dark setting and it kind of is like, I use it for like big open chords or like singular lines where again, it's like kind of like pushing my cleans a little bit. Um, right. Like more of like a clean boost. Uh, and then, uh, in terms of, oh, I have a fuzz pedal, I mentioned earlier that I use the z Mastertron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice, um, because, again, you can, like, control how much fuzz. It's not, like, affecting the fuzz all the way. You can control how much of your clean signal is, like, blended with it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, I still have to spend more time, admittedly, with it. I, I just use it on, like, one kind of more, um, like, it's not a solo. I guess my whole set is, like, a solo. <laughs> but, like, it's, like, a more, like, lead guitar section. And mm-hmm. it's kind of nice because it adds some, like, sass and, like, attitude to, like, that one line.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I find that it's better... Uh, it tracks better monophonically. So it's, like, if I play, like, chords, it gets kind of muddy. But... So I had to, like, alter my part a little bit. But it's, like, it adds, like, so much body to it. And, like, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm not describing it with, like, the most clear <laughs> it, works. Uh, no, it works no I totally understand what you're saying okay we, yeah um, Th-
1: this, you're not being any more unclear than any other guest <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay yeah
0: it's yeah. all good again I'm new to this yeah
2: so.
0: mm-hmm. um, Well, you tricked me <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> thank you uh and then okay so walrus audio I have two of their pedals mm-hmm. I have um i have the uh fathom mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. reverb. yeah and then i have the julia which is my Aww. absolute favorite
1: so good i love that pedal
0: i i love the chorus vibrato like it's so versatile like you can crank it all the way and have it be like complete vibrato mm-hmm. and then you can like do the in-between mm-hmm. blend which is what i do for most of the sections i like that warble but i don't want to fully commit to the seasickness mm-hmm. so yes. it's like yeah i and then you can just see it's a really lush chorus and um yeah, I just—it's such a versatile, great pedal. And I used to have the ZVEX Lo-Fi Junkie, and I also love that pedal. Like, it's amazing. But I found that on my live board with all of um, I, the, the compression I run, and everything it mm-hmm. just is very noisy. Mm-hmm. So I, like, it would just emit this like hum that was sometimes too loud to just ignore. So I use it as a studio tool now. I really like it. it's like all over the ZVEX Lo-Fi Junkie like all over our last record. I oh love wow, it. nice. Anyway, um, in terms of... Uh, oh, and I recently purchased... It's not on my board, but... Um, so I have, like... I, I swap out my pedals on my board um, in terms of what our set list is. So we have, like, an indie board, and then I have, like, a like a metal board. Oh, So the metal board has all of the, the um, gain and overdrive, and then, like, the indie board has all of, like, the modulation, like, kind of, like, chorusy reverb stuff. Okay. And mm-hmm. So I bought uh, the Caroline... Um, effects uh somersault oh recently, yes last, uh, i love that thing it's so great
1: caroline and, and philippe are uh yeah. our podcast favorites I are love really, oh yes that company
0: they oh. make so much cool stuff mm. such
1: cool stuff um, philippe's an amazing company. amazing intelligent human too so yep oh hell yeah
2: how's it going hello, the crew's in here <laughs> hey. I'm sorry oh no worries i'm just looking for a place to put my wet soggy clothes no worries. That's totally oh. fair. That's a I, good spot. I feel like I'm invading your home, so I'm sorry about that. No, you're my guest. I should have made coffee and put the whole spread out. <laughs> no, it's fine. You played a killer show instead, yeah. so. Thanks, yeah, so, it was
1: awesome. It was a wild show. I
2: can't believe we even played Yeah, dude. But I did not think it was going to happen. Oh. oh, that's yeah. got to be yeah, nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah, me too.
1: too. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just going
2: to hang
0: oh, this behind great. you so we can dry. No worries. Totally cool.
1: Alrighty, see you yep.
0: later um okay yeah Philippe and mm-hmm. uh Caroline Guitar yeah that company makes some really neat stuff um I tried out the Somersault on a reverb demo oh sorry no Chicago Music Exchange demo gotcha mm-hmm. and I liked it so much I was just like yo can I buy one of these things like afterwards mm-hmm. um so that's another uh I don't know, there's also, um, I got the, uh, what is it called? Oh, I'm blanking on these names. Demidash effects has this, uh-huh. uh, oh, yeah. uh, oh, fuck, what is it called? Oh, my God. The T120? T- yeah, T120, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's also really great.
1: Anybody that uses tape... names on, or numbers and letters, I get confused. Dude, so I that, can't remember. If he wasn't exactly. literally the last podcast I published,
0: <laughs> <Really>? I would <laughs> yeah. not have remembered that. He's awesome, yeah. too. Yeah, he he's makes great. this really cool, like, the tape echo mm-hmm. pedal, um, I'm definitely gonna try to play with that and use it in the studio too. I got some really cool sounds out of that. Nice um, so that's cool. a, that's my modulation. Sorry, I start. I, I, ta- I was gonna say like I'm gonna focus on what I have on tour, but I like went into the tangent. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's perfect. It's all of gear. It's gear talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, we don't care. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that is that is the modulation side. Um. And I, I mentioned the reverb. I mentioned that I have the Fathom. Um. I have the Maris Mercury Seven. It is my favorite reverb that I've ever flipping heard like it's just like it's so lush and beautiful <laughs> yeah. um yeah i i use that for um i actually the reason why i have two delays on my board a lot of people ask me why mm-hmm. is because i prefer one of them to be more short-tailed and then i ha- mm-hmm. prefer one to be more like like more of like a ethereal lush like wide mm-hmm. um long tail reverb and i don't because i don't like switching having to like switch knobs in between stuff because right. i'm yeah. busy tuning um so yeah, that is why I have two reverbs. And also one of them, uh, actually both of them have this function where if you like, there's a hold thing, so you can like play something and then just like infinite sustain it, yeah, which is mm-hmm. really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I use that for in-between songs when I'm trying to not have awkward silence. Uh, okay, so that is reverb. Am I missing anything? Oh, compression, of course. Earthquaker, Warden. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: I really like that pedal. It's just... it's very straightforward. <laughs> um, it's I think it's an optical compressor. So I've heard the
1: I've never played the Warden, but everyone that owns one that I know is like this is a very underrated compressor and mm-hmm. people need to try it. Yeah. I, I haven't played one yet.
0: Um I have that and then what is the, the deep six? Is that the the Laris yep. one? I like that yeah. one as well. I use that one at home sometimes. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to try it out in a live, in like a stage setting. It's weird. Sometimes effects like at a low volume at home don't translate as well when you're like in a venue and you have to like, again, like the ZVEX vex Lo-Fi Junkie love the pedal, I just want am at a really high volume. It's a bit noisy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and, and I don't like, personally, I'm not a huge fan of gating my stuff because I find that it does affect my tone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just I, I it's kind of hard to and and a lot of people like give me crap for like my single coils just like the hum and, mm-hmm. and all of that, but I kind of I like it. Like me too. I, I'm
2: kind of the same way. It
0: I if it's really quiet. Okay, for instance, like my Strandberg, the humbuckers are super quiet. It makes me feel weird like I'm not like I'm not playing an instrument, or something's
1: almost. not plugged in. Yeah, something's yeah. not plugged yeah. in. What's going on?
0: Yeah. And it, like, honestly, I really love like the people are think I'm nuts, but I love the way it fills out the sound too, and like it kind of like like there's no like deafening silence. It's just like it has character to it, which I like. Again, I'm being very nebulous and I'm, abstract. I'm yeah. mentally fist bumping you. Okay, right now. No, swag, swag. No, I
1: I only use gates when I'm doing like chugga chugga yeah. you know metal yeah. stuff that's the only time I, I ever have much of a use for them because I'm like I like the noise yeah mm-hmm. I, I like it, it. I, I love just, it, it actually it's, what I, it's yeah. part of you know like letting things ring and then me fiddling with knobs like yeah. that's like part of how mm-hmm. I play now and so I'm like the, the noise isn't a problem for me most of the time it has been there's been times where it's yeah. that's like, you know, in your situation yeah, when with you the don't, Z-X. Yeah, when you
0: don't have clean power to yeah. menu, like, that yeah. can be an issue. Yeah,
1: but, you know, just a little bit of noise from single coils and lights, it's, like, it's okay.
0: Yeah it's, yeah, it's totally cool. Some people, I think people who come from the other school where they want everything to be very, like, sterile and clean, like, I think that freaks them out. So it's just, mm-hmm. like, I get it, different strokes for different folks, and right. I happen to be in team like single coil, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's on my team. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny, and I come from like I, I listen to like punk, and I listen to a lot of like emo and stuff, and that mm-hmm. like you know that style of music isn't polished, isn't super clean. There's yeah. like grit. There's like you know some, they don't even track to a click sometimes. I think that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that like the feel is there, the expression of this character adds a little bit of humanity. Yeah, I love that. I think music. I mean, music can be whatever, right? Like, yeah. But I personally prefer when the music that's you know has a bit of character, has a bit of like personality mm-hmm. and like humanity. A little, little flow, yeah.
1: See, she's not a robot. Jess. I'm not uh, a robot. I,
2: that's true. Or maybe yeah. I was
0: programmed to say all this oh, to throw great. you off. Now it's just saying alien.
2: I don't, what, I don't know what to believe now. Man,
0: okay. So there's the compressor, and yeah. I was talking mm-hmm. about how I'm not a huge fan of gating my sound. Um, but I get the application of a gate, and I totally yep. understand why people would want one. Um, am I forgetting anything? I feel like I am. Uh, oh, of course, my delay. Okay, I have an avalanche run, one of my other absolute mm. favorite delays from Earthquaker.
2: That's a party.
0: Love the swell setting. Oh, mm-hmm. I love how it delays, It makes it so that the attack is like, like... There's like no attack. It's like basically like a. Whoa. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were to turn your knob, like it kind of mm-hmm. does that. Yes. So I, I love that. I'm definitely gonna use it on the the new recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the oh the the um carbon copy deluxe. Oh yeah. I'm oh, Really yeah, happy our... they put a tap tempo. In. That is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all delays should have a tap tempo. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I or, think it would make it easier. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those weirdos though, where like I I. I, I don't use delay in a rhythmic way as much as
0: some people. It's okay. more of a
1: wash, and okay. so I'm like, taps great
0: or not. Yeah, you know? a, for a wash setting, that's yeah. like super cool. Mm-hmm. I actually use the Avalanche and actually I use it both ways. Um, and for the Carbon Copy, I kind of use it as like a like a echo, like almost it's like I want it mm-hmm. to like sy- like syncopate with like what I'm playing. Yeah. So I use it yeah. in a very specific rhythmic way. Um so that's why I appreciate the tap tempo there. But god, it is such a good delay. Like um I think it's like an analog delay, isn't it? It is. It makes it an
1: analog, which is yeah. makes it extra special, I think. I'm an analog delay, delay junkie, so yeah. it's there's just something to the decay of analog yeah. repeats. Uh-huh. It's very natural to me. Yeah. It sounds kind of not
0: like a tape echo, but sort of
1: in that vein. Yeah, and, and but more controllable and predictable than a tape echo. That's yeah, I what I like that. about
0: it. Again, like it, pers- it has like character and personality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you can choose to like kind of like modulate it a bit, so it's like uh-huh. um, not perfect every time. I also uh, I recently played at the studio last time we recorded. Uh, I played with the Garouche e- Echo Sex. Uh huh. Um, I think it's an e- an e- it's a yeah it's an echo pedal. It has a tube preamp in it, which is, caught my eye. I was like, "That's oh, so cool!" Like, I don't it, think I realized
1: that.
0: Yeah, there's like a little mm-hmm. window, and you watch it light up. <laughs> like, it was like it's awesome. it a very cosmetic thing. Cause <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, ah, like, ah, tubes." Yeah, and then mm, it's, awesome. I think it's supposed to like like imitate the actual degradation of like the Benson. Um, what are those? Pl- echo the the echo rack. rack yeah. yeah. Um And it's cool because you can like it has this knob called like age of, uh, I think. Age of age Tape of, or something Age of Damage Oh I age. think that sounds so metal Age uh,
2: of oh, Damage,
0: damage. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That'd be a great metal band age of, age of Damage, damage. Yeah
0: it's, it's a cool It's like it's such a small little company But they make like a, It's huge It's a huge unit So mm. maybe not a tour tool But again it goes on my studio board mm-hmm. I really like it um, Has a lot of character to it Like the way that it decays Is like really beautiful And like mm. um, Yeah that's I think that's everything on my board Yep. That's
1: impressive. That's awesome. That's a amazing. Lot. Sorry,
0: again, I talked you, your ear off. I, yeah, how, I mean, like, dare ex- you,
1: how dare you talk on a podcast? <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about all this. Like,
0: <laughs> I, I, I still love music despite playing it for, so- right. for a while. That's yeah. the weird thing That's about good. it, right, is that yeah. it, it tends
1: to not really go away. Yeah. The love is there.
0: And the more, I feel like I've learned so much the past year. Just every time I tour, every time I do a demo, I am a huge fan of doing pedal demos, actually, because I feel like it forces me to really study what I'm doing and to really be intentional and deliberate about the way I'm using it. So it's, like, for me, I view them as, like, a learning experience for myself. And mm-hmm. um, I have this thing I do on Instagram where I discover a setting I really like and then I share that setting with people. And I find that it makes it less intimidating to approach it when, like, someone else shows you a setting and, like, they explain how they got there. Yes. So mm-hmm. I feel like, for me, it's really fun. This whole thing is a learning experience. It, it, it was intimidating to me at first because I was like, oh, there's, like, so many knobs and, like, You know, again, like gender is also a factor because I feel like there's not a lot of like girls who talk about this kind of stuff, and like there there are, but like I feel like it's definitely like sometimes I felt like oh my gosh, like guys understand this more, but then now I'm realizing that nobody really super understands it. Everyone's just like, I'd I'd say guys
1: are kind of dumb. Yeah. If we've if we've tricked you into thinking we know what we're doing, (laughs) that's not that no 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 no. no.
0: Yeah. No no, but I
1: didn't mean mean to. It's. It's part of the reason I wanted to get you on the show is like i I like talking to any kind of musician, yeah. anybody who's interested. But I'm tired yeah. of talking to only dudes. Yeah, <laughs> so,
0: I mean, I get think... a different
1: perspective, you know.
0: Exactly, and I'm like fully transparent in the fact that like I'm I'm not like an expert on this. I really got here just by trial and error, and just by like figuring out what I like and what I don't like. Um, yeah, and and so I feel like the more I learn about this stuff, the more excited I, I get to like talk and like learn more from other people. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <sighs>
1: Well, you know, this is probably a good point, uh, not to make an uh, awkward segue, but we have some questions from the Facebook group. Okay. If you are interested. Oh, yeah, I didn't even down.
0: know if there was a Facebook group.
1: There was some oh, yeah. Facebook groups. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, let's go. There's some, excited, there's some excited stuff. Let's see how many, uh, okay. This is, well, Del, this is a valid question because I'm sure a lot of people ask you this. How many times a day, Emilio Rizzo wants to know, how many <laughs> times a day does she hear, when I watch you play, I want to quit playing guitar.
0: oh that comment always makes me sad because I'm like I don't want to do that like my whole thing is music for me has been such an incredible outlet and like such a I'm really timid and shy by nature but I feel like playing guitar has really pulled me out of my shell Mm -hmm. um, because I have to be in front of people and it's like I feel like it's been such a healthy productive outlet for me and when people are like no I want to quit after you I'm like no 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 no, like that's not my I'm not here to like compete with you I'm not trying to like flex on you I'm trying to like like yo this is fun like kind of you know? like a
2: hey look look what you can do too yeah oh, like like the
0: water is warm jump in yeah
2: right like, come like, on yeah. let's do it
1: come on like like, it, like we can all do this yeah this
2: thing. like i kind of so. i kind of go back and forth on it like sometimes i watch somebody i'm like i might as well just quit now but then i'm like i kind of want to do that though it's like yeah i,
1: so. I mean I, i'll say that
2: as as a joke yeah you know yeah. but
1: it's like if i haven't quit by now yeah it's probably yeah. not gonna happen I? you know yeah. it's if, uh and i don't think anybody actually means that serious yeah and it's just I think yeah. that's a and uh it's probably weird to hear it because that's that's never going to be said to me but it's probably yeah. weird from your angle to hear it because it's like that's a strange compliment
2: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah I'm yeah. always like please don't like that's <laughs> right. I just take it literally I don't know what else to say yeah
1: <laughs> all right let's see um we actually covered a lot of this oh, we have like a bunch of questions I was like well we talked about that and amazing that. so um uh, one of our our main guys and a moderator in the forum, Mr. Jason Fuzzmonger.
0: Fuzzmonger. Yeah. Is he? Is that his real last name? I wish
1: it's okay. not, and I won't, I, I, I won't, like to pretend. that I won't it out is it publicly, <sighs> but yeah, it's what is he's got a he's that's his name he has to use on social media for work reasons. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, uh, he just wanted you to know that uh, his four-year-old daughter is uh, interested in guitar, partially because of her of you. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So there you go.
0: That's a, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love when kids like. Cause, that, cause honestly, okay. I think I'm gonna give a little parenting. I'm not a parent. I shouldn't give advice on parenting. But I feel like the best thing you can do for your kid is to just expose your kid to like a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. and then let's see what they latch on to. Yeah. Me, I was forced into music, so at first I hated it. Oh like, wow! Really hated it. That makes I'm, me sad. I know. I mean, like, cause I, I, I said that I came from like, the, you know, I was being forced to do competitions and stuff, mm, and yeah. I just didn't think it was like fun anymore. But then. You know, playing guitar made me fall back in love with it. I feel like that was because I came to music on my own terms and it wasn't shoved down my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's beautiful that she, like, naturally just wants to play guitar. I and mean...
2: I think whether you're a parent or not, that's just good advice.
0: Yeah. I mean... Yeah? <laughs>
2: like,
1: I wouldn't know about the things that... You know, my parents didn't necessarily expose me to things themselves, but they didn't keep things from me. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, I'm like, I want to listen to Unearth And they're like, we don't really know what that is, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, yeah. And it's like, they, uh, and they let me, get, you know, have enough, you know, th- I mean, they didn't let me do whatever. I'm, they were good parents. You yeah. know, they didn't let me do whatever. Yeah. Like, I'd be dead. Mom, I
0: want a <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. I'm a minion. Right? Oh, no. no, son. No, son. No, no son. <laughs> bad. You're
2: going to regret that. But they let, me, <laughs>
1: they let me have enough leash to yeah. get exposed to. So I was like, oh, no, these are the things I'm into. You know I think that's just really good, yeah, good things, you know give', give gave me enough lo- rope to hang myself, I guess so. absolutely, yeah. I feel like that's a good way to go about it,
0: yeah, but-
1: um let's see uh there's a there's something we didn't really touch on too much, uh Travis Vandel, and I don't know if I'm saying your name right, Travis, so correct me if this is Vandel. I don't know. Van Vandal. Vandal yeah. could be. Don't it's totally Vandal. going with Vandal. Uh, there's two L's. That's the only oh, reason. It gotcha. sounds
0: like a MySpace name, like Travis Van.
1: I'm Travis Vandal. <laughs> <laughs> XOXO. Yeah. <laughs> His doesn't have that. His has a coffee cup next to it because he's a conversation starter. Uh-huh. Shout out to conversation starter Travis. Yo. Uh,
0: Amazing props. He <laughs>
1: wants to know uh, what you would mention your writing process where you are the one that kind of brings it to the band. Uh-huh and how you kind of vocalize these things so you just vocalize play bring to band or is there more to that
0: um yeah so basically i start with okay i use i use instagram as kind of a way to incentivize myself to finish songs okay so it's interesting because okay i could talk about this forever but i think social media is like super toxic because it Mm. makes people compare themselves to others and it makes people fixate on all these little details that don't that shouldn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. it becomes more of a popularity contest and all that. So it's, like, it's tricky because you got to play the game but not get, like, sucked into the game. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. So so I use it as a way to, like, encourage myself to finish songs because when I write a riff, I'm, like, excited. Sometimes, okay, so we didn't get into this yet, but I'm, like, really excited to talk okay, about let's this. let's do it. Because sometimes <laughs> gear will pull a riff out of me. Like, oh, sometimes, yeah. like, I will be sent, like, a delay pedal with something and then I'll write something that I would never write on my own like with no no gear like uh, like it's almost like it gives me a, a color to work with that I'm like unfamiliar with and I end up painting something with sound that's like completely new mm-hmm, and, yeah. I, and I'll post that and then you know people will be like oh I hope this makes it onto the album and I'll be like oh I guess uh, I have <laughs> to make a song out of it now so it's like once I post it out there, I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta finish it and make it into a song because I've promised people something. So right. it kind of helps me stay productive. That's cool. And it also, uh, the the tricky thing with that is, is I I feel like a lot of people share this sentiment is that it's tricky to have the discipline to to, to flesh out a riff and transform it into a song. It's easy to just write riffs all day, but mm-hmm. then it's hard to like actually make like a cohesive thing that from start to finish. Um, yeah. So that's where like discipline and like me singing stuff comes into play so i'll Mm -hmm. take a riff that i post onto instagram um maybe it'll be inspired by pedal maybe it'll just be like a flashy thing um and uh i will i'll just sing it i'll just sing well first i'll determine what is this riff okay so this sounds like a like a climax this sounds like an intro this sounds like a like a chorus section or this sounds like the outro of something really epic Um, So I'll kind of decide where it belongs, and then I'll build around it. So, like, I'll kind of drone it. I will sometimes play a riff for five to six hours straight. Like, my whole day is just sitting there playing this one stupid riff, like, and, like, just meditating on it. And really, it's a really old-fashioned way of working. I don't write in a DAW. I don't use a guitar pro. I literally just play the riff until it's, like, internalized into my muscle memory. And in that sense, I'm, I'm working. I'm writing a song well practicing at the same time so i'm like knocking out two birds with one i don't like that expression (laughs) feeding two birds with one loaf of bread yeah like (laughs) um but yeah so it's like i'm getting my practice in and by the end of that day i'll have like an an entire riff written and i'll already know how to play it perfectly it's like i can play it in my sleep Mm -hmm. you know So I'll do that, and then I'll build like I'll kind of seeing how I want it the, the section before to sound, and I'll figure out what no- connecting notes I should get. Sometimes I'll end up write- writing two disjointed riffs, and then I realize that they actually go together, and I'll just figure out a way to bridge them. And oh, um, wow. either I sing it or I take it to piano, which is an instrument I'm more familiar with than guitar <laughs> because it's like my first instrument. Right. Okay. So like if you're if you're stuck on a riff and like you don't know where to take it try singing what you think should come and teach yourself that or take it to another instrument like if you play saxophone play it on sax you know like any other instrument sometimes it like takes you out of your mental block because it's like a completely different game (laughs)
1: yeah
0: um so i'll do that and then i'll end up just like um i actually have this board in my house where i'll have like names of songs the parts i have written and parts that need to be completed so it's like a super silicon valley way of dealing it with it like post-it notes and like you know planning it. but it also gives me a visual to see how complete an album is like i can see like what's missing and what needs to be done just from this wow. post-it note board it's kind of like a very analytical logical way to approach stuff and it keeps me organized and it keeps me disciplined to not write riffs forever
1: it's like, it's, it's analytical but it's it's in conjunction with an organic way of doing it which yeah is kind of interesting because most people either these days seemingly one way or another uh-huh. you know it's yeah it's it's like we're all in and you know, in the DAW, we write everything beforehand and that, you know, or we, you know, or we just recorded the bass idea and took it to the band and went with it. And this is like an in-between seemingly yeah. uh, approach of it.
0: I, it came out of just an, a need for organization and I need to, like, keep myself focused. Because ever since I became, ever since I started doing music full-time, I needed a way to, like, treat it like a job. Okay. I, I mean, like, it shouldn't feel like a job, but you should treat your time like a job. Otherwise, I'll just be looking at cute bird videos on my Instagram all day and not really, like, working, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of, I wake up and I look at the board. I'm like, all right, what do I tackle today? I need to figure out how to... I have this new song, Nero. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, a more aggressive... Like, oh, also, like, I it kind of, like, just, Like I view al- writing albums as, like, a body of work. So I need... I don't want to write an album of the same song a billion times. Like, I want some variety. I want the whole album to, like, take you on an adventure sonically. <laughs> I've determined that the new album has too much happy, like, posy sounding riffs in it, and it needs some, like, moodiness. So, like, I've been intentionally writing things with a little, like, you know, and kind of, like minor keys um just because i feel like it needed a little bit of variety and it needs like some aggressiveness to it so we have this new song called nero it's like more like yeah i use a lot of fuzz on it um Mm. and it's just missing i have the first three quarters of it and it's missing a bridge to this last you know that band ocean size Mm -hmm. okay i love ocean size and that last riff is like super a la ocean size but i just can't figure out for the life of me how to get from this section to that so that's currently the most pressing issue on my board is how do I connect this but I've been like humming it to myself every day that's another way that I I work through problems I just like keep on singing it and then sometimes I'll get a breakthrough sometimes during sound check I'll like be playing and like wait a minute and then like it'll hit me at the weirdest time so um yeah that's uh That's my. I'm sorry. I'm talking so much. I'm just so excited to talk about this. No, this is wonderful.
2: It's no, this is great. Yeah, this is what it's all about.
0: Songwriting is is my true passion. I love it. That's Um, awesome. It's just so fun when you finally solve a problem, like when you figure out how to put that last connecting piece in it, and you step back and it's complete and it flows. It's like such a satisfying feeling. And then when you learn it and you play it for the first time with your band all the way through and you hear what they add to it like that's amazing oh Oh, yeah i've just been i'm so narcissistic i've just been talking about myself (laughs) and then so i take so i take the thing i've written and i bring it to my band and they put their voices on it um and that's always a magical moment because it's like you'll hear stuff i'll they'll hear stuff that i didn't hear and then my my drummer Forrest, will put a beat on it that i never i like it just reframes the riff Mm -hmm. and it kind of like rephrases it so that it, it feels different than, like, how I, I intentionally wrote it. So sometimes it's, like, a fun way to, like... It, like, offsets the, the actual groove, so it's, like, a fun way to, like, vary it up. I don't know. It's it's super fun. I think playing in a band is awesome. It I is. Guess. It is. Yeah.
1: It is awesome.
0: People ask me why I don't... Because I write the songs, they ask me why I don't go solo. Because there's, like... I don't want to just like reproduce with myself like I want to like make something collaborative and it's really fun like coming together with ideas even though like maybe like the songwriting process itself doesn't start collaboratively it becomes collaborative when people put like the muscles and the yeah, meat and the fat mm-hmm. on the skeleton the guts, that I, the guts yeah. yeah get them in there yeah See for fun got yeah. them the guts so that's my process sorry yeah, for the long winded answer oh, oh well yeah
1: well oh that's yeah, just what we needed yeah don't, okay. you don't ever talk on this podcast again <laughs> <laughs> this be a um yeah I think we got through the bulk of the uh the Facebook questions actually sweet because we'd We'd already, just, already we'd already
0: co- because I was them. a little blabbermouth and just <laughs> talking. <laughs> <about. laughs> perfect, hey, that's awesome. <laughs> it makes my job so much easier. Great. Yeah, just, yeah, it's awesome. just like so, tell me.
1: You know, the hardest part though is is when people are like, when they say, "I'm like, hey, yeah." So tell me about your leg. Like, well, I play a strat,
0: and uh, uh, and uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm like,
1: that's it, huh? All yeah. right, okay. Cool. Tell me about your mother. You know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, one thing I wanted to say, I think it's important to to say, is that, like, I guess, like, I want to talk about a struggle that I had, like, initially with, like, Instagram posting riffs and songwriting. Yeah, please do. I feel like, again, Instagram is a place where I feel like I kind of... Initially, I kind of burst onto the scene, like, like, you know, this technical tapper person, and Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to live up to that all the time. And I started writing because I, I felt like I had to just be flashy and impress people I'm like you know because people knew me as like this flashy tapper person and you know I kind of pigeonholed myself in a category where it's just like very technical people like would describe me as technical but it's weird I felt like I was like having an identity crisis because I was like yeah I guess what I do is technical but like that's not where my heart is like um remember you you asked me earlier you were like you know some people care about some people care about tone. Yeah. I actually feel like my heart's more in the tone category. Like, I care more about emotiveness and, like, yeah. you know, painting a picture with music. Um, but I feel like I was put in this category, and it's a cool category to be in because it, like, it's tension-grabbing. But I started writing to, like, appease people from that category, and I felt like it wasn't true to me. So, um, you know, for a while, I, I kind of felt like, I would only post flashy stuff on Instagram. And what really helped me was starting to experiment with, like, this is when I didn't even really use pedals. Like, I'm really new to the whole, like, stompbox pedal game. Um, And so when I started demoing pedals more, I realized that, like, some of these effects actually sound incredible if you just let the, the effect do the work. You don't need to play something flashy like it's actually better if you lay back and you let it breathe like a delay for instance like Mm -hmm. if you play something really noty you're not going to appreciate the decay like if you just do like long drawn out chords like you know more ambient stuff you can really appreciate what what it does so I started thinking about music super differently and I started writing less for flashiness and more for um musicality Mm -hmm. and so I think if you're ever in a and I, I would get in like I would get stuck with songwriting because I was like this isn't flashy enough so no one's gonna like it because it's not like impressive but then i had to check myself i was like who cares <laughs> like <laughs> music is i'm not a, i'm not here to like wow you with my finger acrobatics like i i'd rather write something that's a memorable melody that you're gonna hum
1: that yeah. you're gonna like
0: want to hear <laughs> you know um yes. so i feel like that really cleared my writer's block a lot when i stopped caring about flashiness and i just cared more about what served the song
1: I I can relate to you in a strange way because I've, you know, Instagram's like my main kind of social channel too, and it's where I in the place on the internet I enjoy the most and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a lot I was posting pictures of all these pedals for a long time because I'm a pedal hoarding <laughs> maniac. <laughs> <laughs> and, I feel it, and Easy. and mm-hmm. so uh, I'm just like that. People are like show me what it sounds like, and I'm like. There's other demos you can search for. Go look for those because you don't want to hear mine, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it wasn't really until this year when I started being like, whatever. I've seen so many bad demos. Like, I'm not going to be worse than that, you know? And and just finally starting to put it out there, and it's like, oh, okay, people like that, too. I don't have to be. I can just be me. I can't. I don't have to be what I thought I needed to be. mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I totally relate to that. Uh, it's just like... Because I was like, when I put out a demo, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. doesn't need to be.
0: My, my my rule for posting something is if I am genuinely excited about it, I'll post it. Like, perfect. I don't care what the perception of me is going to be. Like, if it's like, boo, boo, do something like more flashy, like, whatever, go listen to Rings of Saturn or something. Right, like, you right. know? Like, <laughs> like, this is not the point of Like, that's not the point of what I'm doing. Like, I feel like... Just to be authentic and to be actually excited about what you do, that translates way more and that's, like, way more important than, like, anything else.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. There's plenty of, I mean, not to put anybody down, but there's plenty of Mm robo-shredders that that people don't really care about that much. It's like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. And I need to go get a sandwich now. Yeah. I find that those
0: people do great when visually, but then it's like you look at, Again, not knocking it, because I think it's very impressive. I I wish I had an iota of technicality that these people had. But, like, you look at their streaming numbers and stuff, and it's, like, not... People don't actually, like, listen to it. It's more like a, wow, that's, like, really visually cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a presentation in and of itself, which is fantastic. But, yeah, I find find what's impressive sometimes doesn't translate into, what am I going to queue up? Yeah. You know, it's it's just more like, what do I want to listen to? Yeah. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not that.
0: Sometimes it is.
2: Most of the time, it's not,
0: though. <laughs> I <laughs> not mean, for that, me. Not to mention, sometimes the tone is just so grating, it's, like, difficult to listen to. So. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish, like, this is less trouble and harsh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like
2: what you were talking about earlier with, like, the the EMGs and active pickups mm-hmm. and stuff. It, a lot of those guys use that that style that of pickup setup, and yeah. and that setup. And it's if it's not what you're into, then it's just not what you're into. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be like, hard for your ears like, to I adjust. I like single coils, and... You know, sometimes humbuckers, but yeah, usually single coils. Yeah, usually single coils. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I kind of gravitate more to when I'm listening to music, too.
0: Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's like, it's all taste. It's all preference. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's all subjective. At the end of the day, my opinion doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So,
0: uh, at the end of the day, none of anything we just said means anything. That's true. That's true. What's it all mean anyway? What are we doing here? (laughs) Nothing matters. You guys ever want to get
1: deep? You guys ever wonder about when the singularity is gonna happen? Yeah. (laughs) Go there. No, we've we've taken a lot of your time already. So I'm sure there's people who are more exciting to talk to you outside I'm,
0: I'm so stoked to talk about all this it's just so fun for me i don't know like i feel like sometimes talking and having a discussion about this stuff this stuff helps me understand myself mm-hmm. better it yeah. helps me be more deliberate about what i do like putting it out there in words like it's cool it's like a learning experience for me
1: it's it's a weird yeah. thing you know i'm you know just doing this show has inadvertently showed me things about myself where i like I don't really like listening to it because, you know, your own voice, everybody knows that. But I still have to because I have to edit it. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh, I said that. Oh, I said, oh, why did I say that? That's not what I meant. (laughs) Am I actually an idiot? (laughs) I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to say it like that. I sounded so bad or sounded so judgmental or I sounded so Mm. whatever. Yeah. And so it's made me... A lot more deliberate with what I say just in, I mean, Jess knows. He's been, my be- been yeah. one of my best friends for years. Yeah. I was, I'm just that guy who just spout off things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just, and nobody won. Nobody likes that guy. And this, doing this show helped me, like, not be that guy.
0: Absolutely. It's like, you don't need
1: to just say whatever comes into your
0: head. It's mm-hmm. not always right. <laughs> it's It's crazy. Like, doing this job, one of the things that has changed about me the most is I feel like you know you think you understand everything at first and then it's like the more you do something the more you see people killing it and like excelling mm-hmm. at their craft and the more you like see the big wide world out there the more you realize you don't know anything yes so it's, yep. it's better to like I don't know like just I, I feel like I, these days I, 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 I'd rather like learn something than like just tell someone how to do something I don't know anything it's kind of humbling <laughs> yes yeah it's super humbling <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a way better feeling yeah yeah Maybe we should get into the the last two questions of the night and let you let you get on with everything and enjoy the rest of the concert and we'll stop mm-hmm. fogging up your van. Yeah, no yeah. worries.
0: <laughs> People out there think something weird's going <laughs> <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, nah. <laughs> it's Portland. Actually, Dude. They don't think anything yeah, they, of it. This yeah. is a totally normal. Titanic handprint on. Oh, there you go. <laughs>
1: oh. uh, yeah. um, so this is this one's a little bit more fitting with the the rest of the podcast, but. And maybe, maybe you don't have an answer to this because you you mentioned how you, you were a little bit new to pedals. But do you have a favorite boss pedal?
0: Hmm. You know, I, I, uh, I haven't had enough experience with boss gear. I, I've used one, and I borrowed it from my bass player. It was that okay? It's like a number again. Oh yeah, it's like that's a, where it gets yeah.
1: yes confusing.
0: Um, okay, so there's it's it's the one. It's a chorus pedal that has four buttons.
2: Oh this Oh so oh. uh, y- Which one is that?
0: It's the has dimension. Four dimension C. Yeah, dimension, yeah, dimension C. C. Yes. 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 There you go. Yeah. that yeah.
1: say the C too. Like, no, yep. no, no no no
0: Yeah, that one's cool. I like it. It's mm. it's just it's simple. It's a cool like you, you know foolproof. Yes, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Four <laughs> buttons. You choose whichever setting you like.
1: Yeah, which one sounds good to you? Yeah. And actually mm. That's a really great pedal. I mean, yeah. yeah. Kind of they they picked the right settings in yes. between. Mm-hmm. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, it's great for if you just want chorus on a fly. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. All right, next question's a little more serious. And this one's uh it's sensitive. It's it's sensitive. I'm Could ready. be Let's detrimental deal. to Yeah. You
0: okay. Know. Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> what kind of pizza do you like?
0: Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I really love mushroom olive. Mushroom mm-hmm. olive and I love garlic. I am like proof I'm not a vampire, I will like eat an entire <laughs> glove of garlic. I will shove garlic in every orifice possible. Like I just <laughs> love garlic. And I love pizza with a lot of garlic butter. Oh a lot yes. of, um yeah, I love olives as well, mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and thin crust. Cause, thin crust. Because oh, yeah. right. thick crust, I just, I want to eat bread. If I want to eat bread, I would just eat bread. Right. right. <laughs> I want pizza. <laughs> I want yes. Pizza,
2: pizza,
0: yeah. pizza. Oh, no, like not
1: that. that kind of pizza. Why would I say no, Though? how dare you. Oh, yeah. I just used the little Caesar slogan accidentally. Caesar <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what kind of pizza do you guys like? Mm. Um,
1: that, that gets thrown back at me a lot. Um, I tend to go for like a New York style slice nice. these days. I like the thin crust. Portland does have a few options in that uh, that category around and there's pretty good. Kind of making me want
0: pizza. It's
1: pretty good pizza. I can point you in the right direction. Yeah. Oof.
0: Um, I heard Sizzle Pie's nice. Sizzle pie's sizzle pretty nice. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's
1: not bad. Uh it's not probably my favorite New York style slice around here. It's gotta go to Checkerboard or Scotty's. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um Sizzle
2: pie is solid. It's very, it's a
1: really good. It's a good slice. It's a good slice. If if
2: there's one around and you're like, hey, I want some pizza,
1: it's a good place to Mm -hmm. go. So yeah, I I tend to go for that or like the Italian wood-fired thing. Okay. I like, those are my two favorite styles.
0: All right, unpopular opinion, this is going to probably make people uh, upset, but I, okay, there's something really nostalgic for me about like frozen Oven pizza, like, oh, like, no, like I, a oh, dollar, absolutely. like literally, you get it for a dollar. Totinos, like Totinos, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. it disgusting. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's something, there's something about that sauce that I just can't, I know that other places don't replicate. Yeah. it has like this nostalgia. Like when I eat it, it just takes me back to like
2: I'm a kid again, like I'm a
0: child, yes, like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's comforting. And I love that. I will mm-hmm. eat frozen pizza for days. I'm with you, okay, good, yeah, I understand that. Good <laughs> understand
1: that. when we, so I mean, if this <laughs> makes you feel any better, when we recorded our album. One of the things that we did during the recording was we we brought a pellet smoker over to the studio. Ooh. And because we're monsters, we put Tatino's pizzas on them. And, sp- oh, yeah. and smoked but, the Tatino's pizzas. And, and, yeah. But
2: not only that, we put, like, oh, we did was put it some, sausage or chorizo? I can't. I mean, remember. I know it's basically the same, but we put different. some fancy
1: sausage or oh something gosh. on it. Yeah, but, and, but it was on a Tatino's, yeah. and I felt like there was something punk rock about that, <laughs> that while we were recording an album that wasn't really punk rock at all. At all, but it's fine. I
0: love you can dress it up however you like. Oh, yeah. You could you can make that thing you know super fancy. Mm-hmm. Get some. I'm I'm vegetarian, so mm-hmm. I get I love soy soy riso mm-hmm. and okay. like soy bacon crumbles and yeah. stuff. So you like put all this stuff on it, and then mm-hmm. you forget you're eating dollar. <laughs> Dollar pizza. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Throw some green
2: peppers on there. And, and I'm going to relate foods.
0: this to gear really oh, quick. okay. Oh, so, okay. okay. All, right. All right. And it goes to show that sometimes price doesn't matter. Like That's sometimes true. cheaper mm-hmm. things satisfy and, you just as good as mm-hmm. something expensive. Sometimes it, it suits your needs better. So you should ignore the price tag and right. just go with. Just go with uh, what you like. Your taste.
2: It's like sure. There you go. I, yeah. Back
0: to the whole thing. Yeah. There you go.
2: <laughs> I, I went and did something crazy and collected the Ibanez uh, Tone Lock series. <laughs> this is the 7, seven series, they're, yeah. They're all, you know, fairly cheap. But the vast majority of them sound awesome. Oh yeah.
1: Those are those, those gray ones. The gray you, ones. You they remember? don't look that great. They push and in. The buttons push in on them. They're like, oh, we got in the, we're
2: getting knocked on the door. Maybe that's <gasps> our mm-hmm. sign to wrap this up. Maybe. It's about that time, anyway. Hello. Is uh, Forrest in here? No. no. He's not. Okay. Uh,
1: I don't know where he is. We're in recording a podcast. Ah. Yes. Oh, sorry no worries. Yeah. This makes it
0: cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's so, our cue. What do yeah, you think? Yeah. All right. Um, that's cool. You collected all that.
2: <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of dumb because, you know, I, I'm just a nerd, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds are cool. But, uh, well, I think... but seriously, if, uh, if you want something cheap that sounds really good, into that series. Yep, my, series my first
0: guitar was an SX Teleclone. it's it's a 90 dollar guitar oh, yeah. I couldn't oh, afford awesome. I couldn't afford a guitar so mm-hmm. I traded a drum machine for it and it served me well like I, I played it for like years mm-hmm. and it just had it had Bill Lawrence pickups in it mm-hmm. which, like you know they're awesome hand wound um really cool character in those pickups but um yeah it was 90 dollars
1: yeah. yeah the Sx's I've, I've played them they that were awesome they're yeah. totally good yeah
0: Anyway. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I could sit here all night, but I don't feel like that would be. Me too. Be. Yeah. Sorry. Nice.
0: I guess we got a bunch of nerds together and this is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens every time. Yeah. Well,
1: we'll have to do it again sometime.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. That'd Hopefully be great. I learn something new and I can contribute That's more. <laughs> I,
1: this fun. was a really fun conversation. Thank you so much. This was a crazy night and I'm yeah. so glad it worked out. This Me too. Great. Me too.
0: Now I want pizza. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they serve. Uh, really? They, do, and they, and they
2: and got some slices in there.
1: Gosh. I think so. And it's Portland, so I'm sure there's something for you in there, oh, yeah. if need be.
0: I'm going to eat a lot.
1: Or I can point you in the direction <laughs> of some good, good spots. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, thank you.
1: We'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. So, for everyone, this is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones. Good. This is great. All right. There we go. Another one. In the books. Thank you for coming on that adventure with me. That was a, that was a fun night, and I'm glad that it's kind of been preserved in a way. Yeah, you know, that, that doesn't always happen. You don't get to document things quite as closely as we did there. But that was that was a really fun conversation. She's an incredible player. Please go check out the band if you haven't. I'm kind of obsessed with them right now. They're just everyone in the band is amazing. And yeah, if this was a this was a good episode for you, share it with a friend you can tell your your friends, your family, your coworkers, your guy at the guitar store, whoever it may be. If this if this show is is something you enjoy on a weekly basis, the best way you can keep it coming is by sharing it with a friend. So, please do so, and I hope to talk to you next week. Goodbye. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you